Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach, and coming up in the program, we'll look back on yet another wild one in Jerry World, and the Aggies finding a way to pull off a comeback win over Arkansas in overtime, 50-43. to It's a third overtime win in the series for the Aggies the last four years. A&M's won six straight games in this series. Kevin Sumlin 0-5 against Brett Bielema dating back to 2013. Freshman quarterback Kellen Mond took a big step forward, 325 total yards and a pair of touchdown passes to A&M's best player, Christian Kirk, who was unbelievable in this game. We should say very believable because this is just who he is. Kirk called in five catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. He added a 100-yard kick return in the fourth quarter and a 10-yard touchdown reception from Kellen Mond in overtime for the eventual game winner. Keith Ford added 102 on the ground and two rushing touchdowns, including a 44-yarder in the fourth quarter. He averaged 9.5 yards per carry in the second half after averaging fewer than two yards per carry in the first half. The defense, a little herky-jerky. They allowed 457 yards and 14 plays over 15 yards. 14 explosive plays, but also compiled the Southwest Classic record six sacks. Landis Durham, an up-and-comer. Uh, guy, third year in the program who's very improved, much improved. Landis Durham had two sacks in this game. And All-American level safety, Armani Watts, came up big in the clutch with a game-ending interception in overtime. The Aggies host South Carolina this weekend, 6.30 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network in the home SEC opener. We'll break that down a little bit when we roll along here toward the end of the program. But we'll be joined during the hour by Texas columnist Olin Buchanan, ESPN and SEC Network host and reporter Laura Rutledge, and former A&M quarterback and longtime football coach Jimmy Wright to look back on the win over Arkansas and ahead to South Carolina. We'll also pick some games that matter in the SEC on the Texas Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Geico presents a voicemail from your friend, Windstorm. Oh, hey, how's it going? It's me, Windstorm. Anywho, just wanted to check up, see if you had a good weekend. Oh, and by the way, I accidentally smashed all of your patio furniture into your house and I can't pay for the damage. (laughs) But mostly, I just wanted to check up, say hello, and hope you had a great weekend. Later, Gator. Windstorms never pay for wind damage. Luckily, one call to the Geico Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save on homeowners insurance. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's Razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. Ah. And we got rid of upcharges. 
By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for ridiculous prices every day. Now we're dropping the ridiculous sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality and an amazing price. Harry's. One perfect razor. None of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, get an $18 shave set with an added bonus for free when you visit harrys.com and use code 5252 at sign up. Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com code 5252 to redeem your shave set. Again, it's harrys.com code 5252. Please note, no sound effects guys were harmed in the making of this radio recording. Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's look back on the 50 to 43 overtime win over Arkansas Saturday at Jerry World with our columnist Dolan Buchanan with us in the studio. The quarterback looks like he continues to grow up, and uh, the defense made some plays behind the line of scrimmage, but continue to get beat on the back end. So there's some issues still left in there. How good really is the run defense? They got gashed at times in this game, but young players are rising up, and here's a key too. Your best two players made huge plays when the game was on the line and when it matters most. Kirk's kick return, Kirk on the touchdown catch. It wasn't an easy catch. Great throw by Mon, by the way. And then, of course, Armani Watts sealing the game with an interception. Your best player stepped up and made plays to help you walk off this field victorious. They did. Uh, Keith Ford came up. Uh, your, old, your older, experienced players kept making plays. Right. Uh, your offensive line, the experienced guys, played pretty well when they were in there. Uh, your defensive linemen, I thought, did all right. But you know what? How about this? To me, uh, moving forward, the one play that, that, that gives me the most optimism moving forward was actually A&M's first touchdown. That Kellen Mond could be under duress the way he was and having to roll to his right with a play breaking down and yet maintaining enough composure and looking downfield, not just t- tucking it and running and, or, or panicking, looking downfield and finding Christian Kirk wide open. Boy, that was, a, that was a play that more than any – I know there were ups and downs after that, but just seeing that that kid made that play, even if it was early, that t- to me that shows you once his growth and what he's going to be uh, – what he's going to be uh, uh, capable of. This is not a comparison to Johnny in any stretch, any way, shape, or form. But we sat right next to each other at this game. I sat to your right as we're looking out on the field. Um, In 2012, game two of the season, I sat to your right, forward field as we looked down on the field. And when Johnny made that little jump throw, looked like a shortstop turning a double play to Kenrick McNeil, Mm -hmm. it's when we really caught a glimpse of truly how special the guy could be. What we saw the other day was truly a glimpse of how special Kellen Mond could be. And I think that was the first, that was the, the play early that got him going. And it's sort of like a young team, Olin. I said this in the postgame rap. When you're trying to win with young guys, you got to win to learn how to win. But sooner or later, you got to learn how to win so that you can win. With Mond, you got to have enough confidence to step up and fire that ball on the run like that. But what does that play do for his confidence moving forward? I think the answer to that is we saw it play out during the course of the game. He got a jolt from that play, the 81-yard touchdown. But he had to have a little bit of confidence in order to make that play, self-belief, and that came from last week. So what are we seeing? Quarterback growing up. He's growing, and it's, uh, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's Like I said, it, it gives you optimism for, for the future and this year, for the near and distant future optimism but uh i'll say this um for the near future i'm really glad what what the growth that he's making that he has uh christian kirk and that osmond is uh starting to 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 develop yes but for the near future you better have some some other guys besides those two start catching the ball because he threw some passes as well as they can be thrown he threw one in the end zone that tom brady could not throw it better and a guy dropped to what should have been an, a, a beautiful touchdown pass. Yeah, Kellamon was 14 of 27, 216, two touchdowns and an interception. He also ran for 109 after the one sack. He ran. He ran for 119. 19. That one was called. He got shafted out of, out of 10. We all know yeah, that. He sure did. He sure did. 
Yeah, that was the would have been the longest touchdown run from scrimmage by a quarterback ever. Uh, Bucky still has that at 82, but he got called back. That was officially a 79-yard run, and from that point, A&M got it rolling. Um, after Mon's 79-yard run, A&M averaged six yards a carry, 194 yards on 34 carries. Prior to Mon's run, eight carries for 12 yards. His legs open up the backs. His ability to hit a deep ball to Ratley, to throw some stuff. on His growth process makes you have to respect his arm now, and that opens up the running backs. And what did we see? Keith Ford, seven yards rushing in the first half, 1.8 average. He finished with 102 and two touchdowns and a 9.5 average in the second half. Why? Well, his own doing, the veteran O-line coming together, but also the threat of Kellen Mond. Absolutely. I've always – believed and I think most people do unless the guy's just a you know surefire high first round draft choice as a as a uh, pro style passer that a especially in the college game a a dual threat quarterback a quarterback that can beat you with his legs is is the most valuable commodity and you know especially if you can do it and and can throw effectively and and we're seeing that from Calamon we're seeing a guy that can do both and that's why I think He's going to be a, a really good quarterback here for the rest of this year and at least two more years after that. You highlighted that early play, and it felt like, you know, a week ago <laughs> that 81-yard play because there's so many other right. plays yeah, that happened in the game. Good. Do you have – and I know you wrote about this. What was your – was that your turning point or what was no, your turning point? No, I think point in a game, game like that, the turning point is, was the last play because that, that, that game was – In the balance. Right. right. I mean, you knew you, – when you go to overtime and, uh, you know, you just – there is no turning point because the game never turned. That's right. You, you know, you, you could have said the turning point was Gillespie making a, a you know, a, a nice catch and, and return on that. But is that a bigger play than, than, than uh, Kirk made? Or that the Arkansas guy made the, before the Kirk? You know, so, so there's so many. They were just going back and forth, exchanging punches. So in a game like that, the turning point is the final knockout punch, and Armani Watts provided it again, yeah. just like he did to Tennessee. We'll have more with OB after this. I'm Gabe Bach, the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we'll, we're back for another segment with our columnist, Olin Buchanan. I mean, one takeaway is Christian Kirk is freaking good. Five catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns, and a, an AT&T Stadium tying 100-yard kick return to the house when A&M desperately needed some jolt. They got a jolt, and it helped probably everything else after that, too, that uh, kick return. Has Christian ever run in a, a touchdown? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say because well, he basically he, did with that sixty-six yarder from Allen. I mean, it's like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but but I, w- I wonder if there's anything that would statistically be ever put down as a rush, uh, because again, if he had and he, and if he hasn't, he still might. Then you go back to the uh, to Speedy Noel's drop, and if Speedy Noel, can, you know, you would see Christian now have a chance to have scored in every way you can offensively. <laughs> right. He's just so amazing. I'm going to have player. to take some time out this week to just look at his touchdowns. Uh, in his career and see how many yards he's covered. He is such a big play guy. And I think when you start talking about the most explosive players in A&M history, especially at receiver, uh, I don't know that and, – and this is a uh, – I think I saw Ed Simonini kind of say that Christian reminds him of Carl Roaches. Yep. And then, I, you know, there's going to be Dante Hall, who I get, I know was a running back, and, and some other guy. I don't know that A&M Leland. has ever had – and Leland McElroy, again, who's a running back – I don't know if they've had ever had anybody more explosive than Christian, and as a receiver, I don't know that they've ever had an explosive player as Christian. And I'm saying that includes Evans. Right. That includes. Uh, You're not Slope. even saying he's the greatest receiver. No, of all time. I'm just saying just as explosive yeah, yeah. as lightning in a bottle guy that can that can take a short pass and turn it into a long touchdown. Nobody does it like Christian. Well, at least one all-time great pass catcher thinks he's worthy of the Bolitnikoff. And if he does that, he might be A&M's best receiver ever. He's on the short list anyway. But Larry Fitzgerald, who won it, Bolitnikoff, should have won the Heisman probably in 2000, what, three? Two? Yes. Three? Two. Oh, two. Yeah. Well, I know I voted for him. came in here and dusted no, A&M. Well, 
I think it was three. I think it was three. Because the next year. I, 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 you don't want to know why I know that, but but anyway, it was uh, White won it with Eli Manning and Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald finishing behind. And you him. put Fitzgerald. I one. put Fitzgerald one and Manning two. Yeah, Larry uh, tweeted at Christian after the game. He said, "You showed out today. Congrats on the big game and the big win. Go get that Bolitnikov trophy." And Christian, of course, responded to that and said, "Means a lot from the goat." And too many people use goat greatest of all time. Um, and I would say Jerry Rice on line one, but at the same time, at least it's apropos because Larry's one of the greatest uh, collegiate and NFL wide receivers to ever live. And he also said good luck tomorrow. So there you uh, go. Uh, Larry, Jerry's the best NFL ever. Uh, Fitzgerald may be the best college ever because he did it at a – not to say that Rice wouldn't have done it at the same level, right. but doing it at Mississippi Valley State was, was different. It's kind of sad that we have to think of – think of Kirk as giving senior leadership when he's a junior, but we think of it that way because we know this is it, that he'll be gone after this season. Well, you play like that, and then you go, uh, there are some idiots out there that don't have him as a first-rounder and have six receivers. Well, they will now. There's one place, cbssports.com, six receivers in the first round, none of them named Kirk or Ridley. And I hope. My my biggest beef is with Kirk, obviously. And I hope they're right, selfishly, (laughs) because that means that a lot of teams would pass on him and maybe my beleaguered and – Yet beloved Cowboys could could imagine a Cole Beasley in the slot that could actually once you catch the ball take it eighty yards. Yeah, and that's Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Cowboys early second. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen because if he thinks he even might be a second, maybe he does come back. Who the heck knows? No, he's he's gonna he's gone because he should be. Right. He's an NFL caliber player right now. Some people are like, I never had my doubts. Um, this game always happens like this. You're up, <laughs> Arkansas gets down, gets up 21 to 7. I kind of had some doubts at that point. And then when you get the, the touchdown swipe from you and have to settle for three right there, that was a, that was a tough moment. But Andy was able to overcome that. To me, and that's what I wanted to write about. I tried to convey to me it was what was so huge and what should make you feel. Again, somewhat uh, encouraged for the rest of the year. Who knows how it's going to go? We've learned not to get too excited about the about what might happen on an Arkansas win. Right. Okay, we've learned right. that. Right. But <clears throat> what really does uh, I think you have to feel good about is uh, again understanding how young this team is. At one point on offense, they had nine freshmen on offense at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Ford and Eric McCord were the only guys who weren't freshmen on the field. Four true freshmen offensive linemen and on the field. You, and it's time. bad enough that you got down 21 to 7, but then you think you got a big play and you get it taken away from you by uh, probably the worst officiating call that I've seen this year and maybe in a couple of years. And, and then you have to settle for a field goal. And how demoralizing could that be? But then you, you take all that. And you still don't let that, you know, sidetrack you. And then you come back and, you know, you, you, you take the lead. And I thought that was – I think you can't over overstate what what that meant to be able to uh, not just get, by, get down by two touchdowns, but get down by two touchdowns and then get a huge, huge bad break go against you and still come back with a young, young team. That's the key, too, with a young, young team. Would you give your offensive cream cone to Christian Kirk or Kellen Mond if you had to pick just one? You know, I'm gonna ha- I'd have to give it to to Christian Kirk. And I'll tell you why. Because it what the, the kickoff. Because not only did you have the the offensive plays and everything, but the kickoff return and when you had to have it, Mon was 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 was. I don't want to say great, but Mon was great. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to use the word so over. You know, he was really good, especially and, for a young and, and, guy. You know, you talked about his his numbers again. I can remember two right off the top of my head that were just terrible, blatant drops. Well, two by Hansford. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, a screen and the fade <laughs> and the fade. But then, so not only was the long run, the touchdown that got t- taken away from, him, and then the play to to Christian I talked about on that first play, and then the the touchdown throw, which wasn't any, I mean, that was a heck of a throw, but also the two fourth down throws, those, you know, I got the ice water in his veins type of thing where he made the no. big plays when they had to have them, especially the second one, because you got to get it to, to 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 get into overtime. So he made those kind of plays, but it still came down to you got. What less than five minutes to go? Arkansas has all the momentum, and 
you know, your guy comes in with a 100-yard kickoff return. And then, oh, by the way, also makes the, the – he's on the receiving end of that game-winning pass. Which was so, a great catch. So, you know, yeah. I, I almost want to call it even, but if I have to pick one, I, th- I think the 100-yard touchdown pass makes it – oh, and also I give – Mond all kinds of credit for extending the play and finding Kirk on that first touchdown. But that veteran move, Kirk saw the opening. He he recognized what the the, the Arkansas defense was converging on Mond. He went so a lot of times coaches tell you well, your co- quarterback's in trouble. Come back to him. But he saw the hole. he saw the hole and went to it. And he's got his arm. And, and, and so give them both credit for making that that play for. Yeah. Not just the physical play, but the mental play on both of them. Well, I got 79 cents. So I can throw up some soft serve and give Chris, I'll give some to Kellen Mond there. You had 89 cents, but I took 10 away from you. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> Thankfully, at some places, it costs less than a dollar, and I can get in for 79. And there you go, to Mond. But I'll give signal credit to the offensive line, the veteran group. When they went with that Congol group uh, and four true freshmen, okay, and Eric McCoy at center and then – Two true freshmen to guard, two true freshmen to tackle it, for three series. Two series in the first half, three plays, minus two yards and a punt. Three plays, minus seven yards and an interception. And then went back to it after 17 straight points. You had all the momentum, just scored a touchdown early third quarter, and go back to that offensive line where the freshman made zero sense. Full-fledged line changes you got to explain it to me. Zero sense to do that anyway. If you like more and you like Hawker and you like Green, get them in there with guys they're actually going to play with. Our thanks to OB, who joins us to kick off the Texas Maroon and White Report each and every week. We'll take a timeout. Another mainstay on the Texas Maroon and White Report is Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network. She joined us on our local show, and we like to play that for you, a fantastic SEC-related conversation, sprinkled in some A&M commentary as well. Laura Rutledge joins us next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel, and as a well-educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Texting after three glasses of Merlot? Unwise. Using Zizol for 24-hour relief of your allergy symptoms? Quite wise. Because Zizol is just as effective at hour 24 as it is at hour 1, relieving your symptoms for a better night's sleep and a more productive day. So for continuous 24-hour allergy relief, don't be unwise. Be wise all. Take Zizol. Users directed. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TexAgs Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TexAgs.com, what are you waiting for? TexAgs.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TexAgs. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TexAgs.com. What if hiring could be easier with more qualified candidates and faster results? What if hiring could be smarter? Thanks to ZipRecruiter, it can be. With one click, post your job to over 100 top job boards. Then their smart technology notifies the most qualified candidates to apply. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. As a small business owner, you're juggling it all, including customers' calls from your personal phone. But with Grasshopper, you get a business phone number and a business phone system from our mobile app so you can work smarter, not harder. Grasshopper for its calls, texts, even transcribes voicemails. Everything you need to simplify your business and stay responsive. With Grasshopper, there's no long-term contracts and customer support is 24-7. Whether you're starting or growing your business, Grasshopper is the answer. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio. If you've 
never subscribed to TexAgs.com, you can do so for just $1. All you got to do is go to TexAgs.com slash subscribe. You can take the tour, click the green button, and sign up for $1 for one week at TexAgs.com. Gabe Bach with you. It is the TexAgs Maroon and White Report. Time to talk a little SEC football with ESPN and SEC Nation host and reporter Laura Rutledge, who will be in Knoxville on Saturday for Georgia, Tennessee. My goodness, the storylines that'll be in Knoxville when you consider it's Tennessee and Butch and Butch opens his mouth again and they're struggling again. And then you got Georgia coming in and they're probably as fun to talk about as any team in the country right now. Yeah, we really felt like that Mississippi State-Georgia game last week was going to be a battle for who was second best in the conference. And I think what we saw, and I mean, you know, we're all victims by the fact that we have to talk about every week and we don't really have a bigger picture statement right now. But I really think that right now Georgia looks like the second best team in the conference. They look like a team that could challenge Alabama, which is is really what we kind of thought going into the season. But there were still some question marks. And, you know, at that point, certainly we're thinking that Jacob Eason is the starting quarterback for Georgia, and look what Jake Fromm has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when Jacob Eason is healthy, I mean, they've got a real dilemma on their hands, and I don't even know that it is a dilemma because at this point, you don't play Jacob Eason. You stick with Jake Fromm until he struggles, and uh, I do see so many storylines in this game, Gabe, and uh, you know, on the Tennessee side of things, you mentioned it. What is Butch Jones doing? I mean, come on, dude. You should not be opening your mouth at this point to talk about anything other than how you're going to plan to beat Georgia at home because if you don't do that, you're in real, real, real hot water. Well, you're in trouble when you ask the media to help you recruit or blame them for negative recruiting. Look, the media does its job. And guess what, Butch? If you win enough games, you're going to get the praise that you desire and it'll cost you $0 because the media will cover you even-handed. Look, start winning more. UMass is UMass is terrible. Yeah, I mean was, it, it's embarrassing, real. and and that and, and you know that's a that's a good point, Gabe. That he really was looking at the media like, hey, it's you guys' fault that we're not you know having the success we want to have in recruiting. Like, yeah. what? I mean, what other coach do you see doing that? And I know coaches go on rants, and we see this happen. Okay, it's part of it. This was not a good rant to go on. This was not a good look. And I think already this week, which Jones has lost, he has now even more of a deeper hole to prime himself out of. Yeah, if Kevin Sumlin and Brett Bielema learn anything over the last weekend is don't go on an epic rant. Learn from Barry Odom. And learn from Butch Jones what not to do if you're sitting on that hot seat. Do you think Butch is coaching for his job on Saturday? I do, and I think that's really the only way you can look at it. Here's the thing. There are some Tennessee boosters and people around the country. This would probably be true for most boosters. and Unfortunately, boosters have a pretty large majority of the say in these things because they provide the money who have said Butch Jones has not won enough big games at home. Okay, So it's already that his seat is hot. Now, if he loses a huge game to another SEC opponent at home, they're in a, a really tough spot. We actually showed a graphic on the Feinbaum show yesterday that surprised me. Butch Jones is 0-24 against top 10 teams. I mean, come on. That is the worst record against top 10 teams in the country for any coach. That is bad. Like That is really, really bad. And Georgia now comes in with all this momentum. Now, here's the thing. I mean, I do expect Tennessee to give them a run for their money, but the thing about Tennessee fans, and, and I've been criticized for saying this by Tennessee fans, but they get quiet in Neyland Stadium if things aren't going well. They're mm-hmm. already disgruntled. They're already calling for Butch Jones' job. If they don't have Neyland on their side, it could be even more difficult to be a very talented Georgia team. With A&M, you know, a full-blown youth movement, but this team is – and I don't know what it means for the record this year, and you're going to see some ups and big downs and huge swings probably quarter to quarter. We've already seen all of this play out this year, but A&M's a pretty fun team to watch. I know we're looking at it locally, but outside looking in, what do you think about this young group? Yeah, I mean, you had to expect that A&M Arkansas game was going to be a thriller, right? Because that's been the case between these two teams, especially recently. Uh, and, and you know what? I, I like the way you phrase that. I, it is a youth movement. And whatever happens with Kevin Sumlin going to happen with Kevin Sumlin, right? But these guys have still figured out a way to go out there and kind of have their ups and downs, like you said, take their lumps a little bit, but also show some extreme flash. And, and I, you know, the expectations were going to be – were kind of mediocre for this team this year just because you knew how much they were losing. 
I think these guys are proving that, you know, no matter what happens from the coaching perspective, A&M has recruited well and they have real legitimate SEC talent on this team as they have continually shown to have over these last few years since they've joined the conference. Uh, to me, what we're seeing is the emergence of Kellen Mond. Yep. Heard about his name. He was the guy that, you know, I thought, okay, he probably won't get a, a chance to start this year because he felt like Starkle was more the option there. You know, who knows what Starkle is? We really didn't see, right? So once he's healthy, I guess we'll see more of that. But what Kellen Mond has shown has been very impressive to me. And, I mean, golly, when you've got a weapon like Christian Kirk, it's like just get that guy the ball and, and you're going to be good to go. And I felt like it, it was interesting. In the final moments of that game against Arkansas, you felt like A&M was going to win it because they sort of had that momentum on their side. But you also felt like they were going to win it because of Christian Kirk. Like if you oh, yeah. can get the ball in his hand, your team is better than any other team. And, and I think from that standpoint, they have done a good job of keeping him involved. Well, that's a great point because we talk a lot about the youth and quarterbacks dominate conversations anyway. And when he's a true freshman, he's going to. I'm sure in Athens they're talking a lot about Fromm, even though that defense has been incredible. But with all the youth and all the freshmen and all those storylines, your best players still have to step up and A, lead everybody, and then B, go make plays. Christian Kirk, 100-yard kick return. Christian Kirk, overtime yeah. touchdown catch. That was a thing of beauty. Great throw, great catch. And then Armani Watts stepped up. I mean, A&M's clear-cut two best players stepped up and made a play to win that game. And that's that's vital, especially for a young team. Yeah, and that's what you hope happens, right? But a lot of times the script doesn't go that way. And, and that's why, like, I really do want to give those guys credit, and I think they deserve it. Because, you know, it, uh, on a team that is full of youth, you just say, okay, who knows what's going to happen? And, and I think there were a lot of people that expected more out of Armani Watts these last few years. He's shown his talent in flashes, but now he's really getting an opportunity to be that guy. Like you said, one of the two best players on this team. He's a guy who decided to come back, keep playing. I love it for him. And we really saw him be a big factor. And, uh, you know, Arkansas is kind of a mess right now. And, and what we saw from Arkansas wasn't good. But here's the thing. Arkansas still has a lot of talent. So, to me, this is a big win. I don't think enough people are talking about the fact that A&M could be in a situation to be 4-1 and one when they play Alabama. And then, of course, yeah. they what if about that stinking loss to UCLA, which is just crazy and no one will ever get over that. <laughs> they could have been undefeated, right? Like, heading into Alabama, yep. once again, I mean, the same story, but yet it's not the same story because they're doing it with an entirely youthful group of guys. As always, we appreciate Laura Rutledge for her time weekly with us here on the Texas Maroon and White Report. Jimmy Wright, longtime quarterback dating back to the mid-50s under Coach Paul Bear Bryant, longtime coach. He joins us next, and we discuss the growth of freshman quarterback Kellen Mond, this offensive development, and more with James Wright Jr., the chief of police. Jimmy Wright with us next. Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you. It's the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We're joined in studio to zero in on Kellen Mond, the freshman quarterback, and his development with James Wright Jr., Jimmy Wright, longtime former coach and former A&M quarterback in the mid-50s, joining us in studio. Mond has just gotten better. He's just gotten better, and that happens with more reps, but give him credit because he could have gone one of two ways as a freshman. He could have tucked it in and said, you know what, I'm not ready for this. But he's gotten better and better. That comes with preparation. He looks like a confident player out there. What did you see this past week from him? Gabe, what you're talking about normally is the same thing at every position when you play a true freshman or back in the old days when the freshman had a freshman team and they came up as a sophomore. Mm -hmm. And what nobody knows, a coach, not one position coach, not one head coach, knows exactly how a guy's going to handle the situation when they play a big a, a good program. You know, we're not talking about we're not talking about division 2. We're talking about good program. And the thing that most coaches do not know whether it's any player at Ohio State or A&M or Alabama how that new that new young guy is going to react when he really sees how fast, how quick, how strong, 
how organized the team, the, the, the college-level play is. You and I did not know if Kellen Mond, who looked like a deer looking at lights, the headlights, there whenever he took over when Stargle got hurt. Mm -hmm. Now, we found out one thing. He's a tough kid. He's bleeding himself. He's determined. And he probably went out and worked his living rear end off to yep. get better because he knew he was going to play. And now he's rewarding A&M because he did not quit. Now, we found out that he's a gutsy kid. See? We can't find out he's got some passing acumen about he, him, too. He's not just out, a runner. This guy, can he can fling We it. found out that he went out and worked on the passing game. Yes, he See, did. passing game is more mental as to when you know how to get rid of the ball because you read the curve. Remember now, ever, cur ever coverage, ever, except a three-man front and eight guys dropping, there's eight areas. If you, if you rush – Four and drop seven, there's an area open. And it's up to a smart quarterback like Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, what's that other kid at Green Bay? Rogers. Rogers. They yeah. know where to go with the ball before you can say, give me a dollar. Mm -hmm. See? And eight, eight and coverage actually gave him some fits the other day. So At, there's some things where early on the teams were just going, bringing the house, right? They, they were leaving openings yes. saying he can't get it. But now he's getting it. Yes. He's making plays against pressure. Yes. So now Arkansas dropped eight. He tried to force it into quadruple coverage, almost got it picked early in the game, and did get it picked in the second quarter with eight and coverage. Let me show you a knowledge play by a real talent. Mon goes back. The end takes an outside rush on Keaton. Mm -hmm. 78th, right tackle. Outside rush. Flushes Kellen Mon to his right. An older player by the name of Christian Kirk is running a route over here, and he sees what's happening, and he cuts across the field, and Mon is going to his right. And he makes it a better target, not having to stop throwback, but hit him on the run. That play, you never can work on a play like that in practice ever. Yeah, that, was, a 50 that, was, a, that was a knowledge factor yeah. by Christian Kirk to see his quarterback. And you're supposed to work to the ball. And he came across there with great effort, and it rewarded him yep. with what, an 80-yard? 81. 81-yard touchdown. See? I'm so glad you brought that up because in a 50-43 to 43 overtime game, sometimes you can overlook plays that happened in the first quarter. But that was a huge play. Hey, you got to have some confidence to roll right and keep your head downfield and, 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 and look for the opening and then fire that gun, right, off on the move. But B, what does a play like that do for Mon's confidence? We saw it play out the rest of the game. It, it was a big lift for his confidence. Do you know that if you do that play ten times, you might catch the ball maybe eight out of ten, but it will not be an 81-yard touchdown mm -hmm. run. But when so you have Christian Kirk, those odds go that, up. That's what I mean. He saw with his knowledge, experience, and his ability as a really uh, above-average player came across immediately, and, and he and Mon hooked up, and that was a real, what I call a real intelligent play by Kellen Mon and Christian Kirk. Oh, what you're looking now, at I'm here. not saying that the blocking was great. See, that, that's what people got to understand. Right. If we run 69 plays, which we did, mm -hmm. you know how many plays are going to be perfect on execution? Seven, eight. Yeah. See? Yeah, absolutely. Where 11 guys all did their part. Where 11 sure. guys get their blocks. Or 11 guys do what the assignment. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get that. It's just like Keith Ford's run for 43 yards. You know that's his longest run ever at A&M? Correct. Yeah. And we had good blocking, and away he went. See? Yes. yes. And we and – we The veteran O-line, by the way, they did their part this week. They got better. When you, when you had the three drives of negative yards, it was – all three of those drives were with the freshman offensive right. line. McCoy and four true freshmen. Now, I'm going to say to Coach Turner, I think it's great to play young linemen, but I think it would be better if you put Dan Moore in there or, or, Chris, or what's his name? Uh, is it Carson Green? Carson Green. Carson Green, Green. Mm -hmm. Carson Green uh, or Congle 
or Hawker in there. Don't put them all in there with just one old guy, Eric McCoy. Right. Have have three or four older guys with a young guy, and they can help him. They can give him the call, make the calls, make the reads. Uh, if they have to, if there's a check off, they can help him out. As always, thanks to Jimmy Wright, we'll take a timeout. We'll run down the SEC schedule and the games that matter. Pick them quickly against the spread and A&M and South Carolina talk as we close the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief. But the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms. And nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort. Because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more. And stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacort. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if we call bicycles bikes and tricycles trikes, shouldn't we call motorcycles mics? Hmm, maybe a bunch of guys named Mike teamed up and put a stop to it. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Why have over 3 million guys switched to Harry's razors? Because at Harry's, we give you less. We make just one razor with five German-engineered blades. All you need for a smooth and comfortable shave. Man, we got rid of upcharges. By owning the factory and cutting out the middleman, we're able to sell our high-quality blades for ridiculous prices every day. Now we're dropping the ridiculous sound effects guy. Wait, why? Not everyone can give you high quality and an amazing price. Harry's. One perfect razor. None of the extra noise. As a special offer for radio listeners, get an $18 shave set with an added bonus for free when you visit harrys.com and use code 5252 at sign up. Just cover a few bucks for shipping. That's harrys.com code 5252 to redeem your shave set. Again, it's harrys.com code 5252. Please note, no sound effects guys were harmed in the making of this radio recording. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's run down the SEC schedule for week five and the games that matter in the league. We'll look at them against the spread and a quick pick. How about Vanderbilt? 59 nothing lost to Bama. They were on top of the world. Everyone thought Vandy was going to cover, make it a tight game at home against Bama, and the Crimson Tide had their way with the Commodores last Saturday. It was a bloodbath, 59 to nothing. It was in the 50s at the end of the third quarter. Bama could have scored 70 quite easily. 
uh, if they wanted to. In fact, victory formation just to make sure they didn't score more than 59. Aggies fans know a thing or two about 59 nothing against Bama. That happened in Tuscaloosa in 2014. This was not supposed to happen, but Bama showed its teeth. Do not poke the bear. Bad things are going to happen to you. Vanderbilt at number 21, Florida. Florida does not look good, but keep finding ways to win. And Vandy coming off that humiliating loss. It's 11 o'clock, an early game at the Swamp on ESPN. Gators favored by 10. I'm calling upset special here. I do believe Vandy's a good football team. I think Kyle Shermer, much improved. They've got a running back in, in Ralph Webb who gets it done year after year. He's a senior, but he's not off to the best start. But their defense is very talented. With Derek Mason calling the shots, head coach, defensive coordinator, I'm calling an upset special here. Vandy, a 10-point dog at Florida. Vanderbilt wins this game outright. You can take the points if you need them. Vanderbilt's going to win this game outright. Number seven, Georgia at Tennessee. Butch Jones coaching for his life. Will that matter? 2.30 on Main Channel, CBS, across from coast to coast, across the nation. And the dogs on the road favored by just seven and a half. Tennessee got in a pillow fight with UMass last week that had Chris Berman out there working as a special assistant coach, and they almost beat the volunteers at home. How about that? Georgia covers and covers easily here. Their defense will shut down Tennessee's offense. If it's John Kelly not doing it, it doesn't get done for Tennessee right now. And I like Georgia's offense a lot better than a lot of people do, especially with that run game. They've developed something. they got something going with their tight ends and Terry Godwin making life easy on the freshman Jake Fromm. Georgia wins, they win big, and they cover seven and a half. Number 24, Mississippi State at number 13, Auburn. Can't wait for this game. Five o'clock on ESPN, Tigers favored by nine and a half points. I think it's close. You'll see a bounce-back effort from Mississippi State in back-to-back road games after being humbled at Georgia last week. Well, Auburn's not Georgia. I think they're a good team. They're not Georgia. Mississippi State and the points. Auburn will win the game a tight one, maybe a field goal game. Ole Miss at number one, Alabama. You know, this has been an interesting ball game the last few years. It's 8 o'clock on ESPN immediately after Mississippi State at Auburn. Crimson Tide favored by 28. My goodness, that's a lot of points to give up. But the way Alabama's rolling right now, Ole Miss coming off a bye, it screams Ole Miss in the points, doesn't it? Doesn't matter. Alabama is rolling. And I think the Crimson Tide roll in this one, Alabama covers the spread. And that brings us to South Carolina at A&M. 6.30 on the SEC Network. Aggies favored by a shade under 10 points. Last I checked here, nine and a half. Some players to watch, obviously Kellen Mond. You're going up against a South Carolina defense that's been awful. It was really it, it looked good against NC State. NC State's got a very good defense, have questions offensively. But since then, it's dwindled and gone downhill ever since. Passing defense, 111 in the country. Total defense, 90th in the country. Kellen Mond can throw on this South Carolina defense. Muschamp, he's got his fingerprints on it. They're starting to make moves, but they're still a ways away defensively. I think Kellen Mond has a big game. Kellen Mond throws for about 250. I think he can get 100 on the ground. Travion Williams, another year, another week back, getting back closer to 100%. The running back court has traded every single week. They've got four good ones, and every single week a different star has emerged. I think it's Travion Williams' time again. Christian Kirk back there. Looks like he's got some chemistry working with Kellen Mond now after the first few weeks they were trying to really work on that. And it, it wasn't – it was slow in development, but I think it's there now. Defensively, my players to watch, Dalen Mack, make it four straight games for Mack. He's had three straight consistent games and is now stringing together consistent games for the first time in his career. That's significant. Middle linebacker Tyrell Dotson, you got to close out a run game that's not been good. Offensively, their rushing offense is 118. They've got good players, though, in South Carolina. Rico Dowdle, Tyson Williams, uh, A.J. Turner. A.J. Turner ran for 72-yard touchdown on the first play of the game last year. You think they'll go back to that little zone read game, get it going? Uh, Tyrell Dotson is going to be key to making sure they shut that down after taking a step back in the run defense. The number 31 run defense in college football, John Chavis, uh, they took a step back last week, so they've got something to prove. And Armani Watts just a playmaker. He's been in on five turnovers so far this year, 18 in his career. So big player to watch. My keys to the game, run the football, commit to the QB run game, and play off of that with Ford and Williams. 
Get a little bussy going, too, to get you some juice. Number two, you got to get Christian Kirk the football. A&M has yet to allow or to, to put the ball into Kirk's hands ten times a game offensively. That still has not happened, and it needs to happen within the offense from scrimmage. Not just kick return, punt return, but get him the football more. You got to stick with your veteran offensive line. They got better last week. They're trying to sprinkle in these young guys, but other than Ryan McCollum, the other fre- Ryan McCollum's a redshirt freshman. He's getting it done and playing with the A team offensive line. The other four still young in the making, and I know you need to get them reps just in case, but first you got to win the game. Stick with the veteran, allow them vets on the offensive front, and allow them to gel within the game. Number four, don't allow a 72 yard run on the first play of the game. That's, that's going to set you behind the eight ball at the jump. Prove you're a good run defense. You got to slow down the run. That's another big key. Make South Carolina become one dimensional. It's a good dimension. Jake Bentley's good. You got to attack. You got to pressure Bentley like AM has attacked and pressured quarterbacks all year, even despite losing Miles Garrett and Deshaun Hall. They're still getting to the quarterback. They're putting pressure on the quarterback. AM number one in sacks in the SEC. AM number one in the SEC in sacks and number three in tackles for loss in the SEC. And South Carolina's given up some. Bentley's really good, but make them one dimensional. Shut down the run game, slow it down, and make him throw when he doesn't have Debo Samuel anymore. He's got Aiden Hurst, good tight end. He's got Brian Edwards, really good up and up and coming star wide receiver. But when he had all three of them and he had that run game going, he's so dangerous. So it leads me to also not allowing Brian Edwards to get going on the young A&M corners. Outside, teams have had incredible success throwing from the numbers to the ha- to the sideline, throwing fade routes, throwing deep balls against these young A&M corners that are good but young, inexperienced, and are giving up big plays. Do not allow Brian Edwards to go off on the young A&M corners. They need help over there, bracket coverage. Get safety help on Edwards because he can kill you and have a big game. And then you got to win the turnover battle or at least play even. A&M's done a great job of that. They're number three in the country in turnovers forced with 11. They're number two in the country in turnover margin plus eight right now. So that's been a big key. I think A&M wins this game. I think they cover the nine and a half, but barely. 38-28 is my score. A&M will run on the South Carolina defense. Kellen Mond will continue to prove he's getting better and better and better as a true freshman. All right, hope you enjoyed the show. A&M and South Carolina, 6.30 kickoff on Saturday on the SEC Network. We'll break that game down next week and look ahead to Bama. Five years after that 29-24 win that jolted Johnny to the Heisman, Bama's coming to Kyle Field, and for the first time in this series since A&M joined the SEC, it'll be a night game. It won't be 2.30 on CBS for the very first time since 2012. It'll be a night game on Main Channel, ESPN, and Kyle Field. So we'll look ahead to that next week as well. Gabe Bach with you. You've been listening to the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.